it's a little stock. Base all, take one. It's a big old fat motherfucker called. Blazing buzzer buttons. Big rigor inspection, spatial. Under my feet. Huh? Look, the biggest heavy band of all time. I wouldn't ask you to do a drum roll if your arm fell off. There was an incident with uh, the pyrotechnics. Hey, Kirk! Squillions of dollars and squillions of people. How the fuck are you, Lars? Piddly wants and wills and needs. Lars Ulrich, drums and bongs. What the fuck does that mean anyway? I hate that fucking camera, man. Well, since we started. I'm talking about like a fucking live gig. You see this for, right? What really gets my dick hard. Mommy. Howdy, hi, friends and neighbors. Jason Newstead here, listening to and podcast for all. Bitches! podcast for all i'm shane overshaw and i'm jeff winslow dude i gotta know how did you score that radio id damn that's that one is gonna be pretty tough to beat i mean at this point that's just on repeat for the next couple weeks at least maybe a couple years maybe that couple years (laughs) maybe that folder on our desktop that says radio ids we can just delete that It, it now just says Jason Newkid. APFA intro Jason Newkid for the rest of probably 2022. Yeah, I see that being in our future. Hell of a radio idea. I just, I couldn't believe it. Still blown away. I recorded it uh, two inches from his face and I still can't believe that it happened. (laughs) We'll get to that in a little bit. Was it more of like, I I can't believe he's actually saying it or I can't believe my phone is that close. Like he's like... (laughs) Uh, I can't believe that he's been so gracious and generous to sign five items in addition to, here, let me take your phone chain and I'll say it into the phone for you and whatever else you want, I will do that as well because I'm Jason Newstead, I'm the nicest guy in rock and roll and just hope you had a good night. It's crazy that he is still down to talk to fans and just... Dude, it is... We're going to get there in a little bit. Uh, enough, right. of, enough about me, because I'm still floating on this Newstead cloud in, in, right, um, right. in East Florida from last night. You, I have a statistic for you. Statistic, another word that I struggle to say. I think last week I struggled to say televangelist with Mr. William Irwin. But these are fairly big words, so I don't think anyone's going to hate on you. And Now, if you can't say, I don't know, the... That might be an issue. Is, um, like, you know. I mean. <laughs> yeah, I mean. Sorry, I missed that one. There we go. Great chat last week with Mr. William Irwin. The meaning of Metallica, ride the lyrics. Awesome feedback. Thanks for everyone that chimed in, wrote in, commented, clicked, liked, hated, maybe canceled, deleted. I don't know. I had fun. They type something the fuck along. Something the fuck along. Here we go. 
Anyway, I have a statistic for you because I saw that you celebrated your daughter's eighth birthday. Yes, my middle of three turned eight. It was it was a big weekend. Still cleaning up the mess from the weekend. Just kids and carnage and just cake and gift wrap all over the house. Just a madhouse. You know, you could imagine, you know, and especially with the rain that happened here, they were they went out and played in the rain, then came in just sopping wet, and there's already just Ooh. presents and stuff everywhere. But you know, she had a great time. It seemed like her sisters and her cousin and everyone had a good time. So can't really ask for more. <laughs> my my statistic for you: you have been a father to your eight year old for two thousand nine hundred and twenty two days. <laughs> wow! <laughs> Take that home with you, Jeffrey Winslow. Oh, man, you just boggled my mind there. Has it really been that long? 2,900 plus days of probably saying, no, 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 <laughs> put that down. No, go clean your hands. No, you can't eat that. It does happen from time to time, but of my three, my middle, Lily, she is uh, she's probably the best as far as her listening skills, if that makes sense. <laughs> In eight years, how many times do you think you've said the word no out loud? Probably know that number. You know, probably more than you've heard enter Sandman. I would probably agree with you. <laughs> and, and then times that by two other kids. <laughs> and, we, and we know that listener fatigue set in years ago, so we're we're probably in the five to six digit mark of that. And I would imagine that the word no is like the listener fatigue of words. What word in the English language are we all just tired of? Ooh. I, I can think of one. I mean, there's a few. There's definitely a few. COVID. <laughs> yeah, that's one that could kind of disappear for a while. But hey, no more masks in the airports or airplanes, folks. That's what I hear. Wow. wow just, just when you got out and now look at it. I know. Should have stayed just a little bit longer, just so you could have ripped your mask off mid-flight and said, fuck you, dick. <laughs> <laughs> we we already wore it, Dern Fool Idiot. <laughs> we already played it. Dern Fool Idiot. Now that I'm drunk, and that guy's drunk for free. <laughs> Should I tell everyone that I am no longer employed at my old company, and I'm starting a new job as... As you're listening to this on Wednesday morning, I'm starting day one at a new company. A new company that none of you guys will get to know. And if it accidentally ever gets said, it'll get bleeped out. So it's not you guys are going to know anyways. I kind of want to share it. I don't know. Should I share it or no? I don't think you should. You don't think so? Eh, not yet. Okay. Wait, wait, so till, many... wait, wait till you're the, like... <laughs> Wait till I'm fully signed off in my new airplane and off my first year of probation as a employee of this amazing Fortune 500 company. Yeah, yeah, I would, I would hold back on letting the okay. Apfa world know. I'm still not letting them know where I work. So, <laughs> well, no one can know where you work because you've already admitted on the air that you make all your top five, top ten lists for in podcasts for all while instructing our youth of America. Yeah, and I love that about you, man. Hey, but like I said. They're, they're doing just with fine. With his head's down. With his head down. Just what I want next to me as a as a partner. I, my head's not really down. I'm looking. I got good peripherals. That's why you wear glasses. Yeah, I got an extra set of eyes. Makes me look smart. 
you know what's weird is I've technically been unemployed for the last two weeks. I've barely wow. been unemployed in my life. It's it's odd. And I grew a beard so I could uh, match Jason Newstead's beard. Unemployed. Get a work or get a work. Get a job, you bum. I know. But it's it's kind of nice. Do you You're feel not... like you feel like mooching off the government yet? Come you know, I call <laughs> you come back to Minneapolis and collect some of that welfare. I could come to Minneapolis and hit up Governor Walls for a nice handout. <laughs> I called Joe and Kamala, but they didn't answer. And I was like, how does this unemployment thing work for 15 days that I've technically been on the street? I mean, they're supposed to take care of you, but... <laughs> I know. They didn't return my calls, emails, or texts. They just put your shit out on Skid Row and said, good luck, buddy. Now I know how Sebastian felt. <laughs> 18 in life was a reality. 18 in life, and what's that song about Jesus Christ Superstar? <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude, that deserves a golf clap. Thank you. That was good. 10 years. I can tell people where I used to work now. I mean, now you can. 10 years at Sun Country Airlines, a vacation charter airline based out of Minneapolis, flying Boeing 737s, has come to an end. It's come to fruition. And as you listen to this, I am in a classroom for the next three and a half months, sitting through lectures and what I call death by PowerPoint presentations. Yeah, there's a reason why there's no one shows on the books for the next couple months. <laughs> there are, and they're going to be very tough to juggle with my three months of training, but we, we will make them happen. Don't worry. We'll have fun. It'll be yeah. fun to get out there day. and jam some new songs maybe throw fixer in who knows so for the next three months for the most part of the summer in podcast for all i will not be in my home recording comfy studio i will be in we'll, we'll see if the episodes studio. even keep flowing shane might have to take a break it's gonna be tough i'm not gonna lie but i'm i'm gonna do my best we're if, if we if we make <laughs> If we you and I will just sign on for three minutes and be like, yep, we're here, and we'll see you next week. We have an episode. That's all <laughs> that matters. If they start getting very short, well, then everybody knows why. You know what's going to be funny is seeing how many people write in going, all right, dude, are you working here? Are you working here? They're going to be guessing. <laughs> they are. Maybe every week we should drop a hint about what city I'm in and what best flying job in the world I'm getting ready to train for. Again, I think it's great if you just leave it a mystery. Just leave them on that fucking cliffhanger for like a year. If you have a good guess in podcastforall.gmail.com, maybe every other week Jeff will have an in voting for all segment going, do you think Shane is in this city or is he in this city? Is he working for this company or is he flying this type of airplane now? Did Shane fly to Gibraltar or Timbuktu? <laughs> <laughs> One day I came into the studio, huh? There's a table from here to Gibraltar with all these kind of shit and things you shake <laughs> uh gibraltar the first time i think i ever heard of gibraltar just j you know where i'm working just think of the hints we could put out based off of just what you know about that company that, that's oh the funny my part. gosh there's a couple that i would just love to say but it would it would make it too obvious so I'm just i know the ones you're thinking about uh, you know exactly which ones i'm thinking about yep is it like this oh it's 100 percent. yeah yeah <laughs> yep all i did was had to hold up my hand and make a shape and you're like oh yeah think of the jokes we could make off of just that oh this is gonna be fun but nobody's ever gonna find out three months learning how to 
Shane's fly. learning how to fly. Yeah, when I tell people three months, they're like, God damn, that's long. But I'm like, if if you know what goes into learning an entirely new airplane, it, it takes a while. I got to learn. I su- yeah, I suppose if you've been thing. if you've been with the same same model for so long. Ten years I've been flying a seven thirty seven. I suppose you know that like the back of your hand where this one I'd say I know it pretty well. This one's a, it's you know it's like this going one I've never touched, so I gotta I gotta start from scratch and learn every square inch of the damn thing in and out. It's like going from a you know, ninety three Geo Metro to a fucking <laughs> Tesla. When I was in high school, this smoking hot chick that we always flirted with drove a Geo Metro. A <laughs> Geo. Me and three buddies could pick that thing up and move it around the parking lot where she couldn't find it at the end of the day. That was how we flirted with her. We picked it up and carried it literally four or five lanes over in the fucking high school parking lot. It was epic. I was going to say, I think my buddy had like a prism or something, which was a little bit bigger than the Metro, but we we lifted up the front end and we turned it so it was like completely sideways in the middle of the road. The things we went through to have a chuckle and flirt with a good-looking chick back in high school, literally picked it up and didn't move it a couple spots. I mean... A couple rows, like, over. And it was nothing. That thing was like a feather. Four or five big guys, it was like, like here we go. too bad. They need to bring back cars like that. Imagine trying to do that with the Tesla. You need a fucking forklift. Where's my old car? Bring my old car back. <laughs> <laughs> Look, Mr. Griswold, I'm just as upset as you are. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think what he says after that. <laughs> Davenport. <laughs> yeah, Davenport. <laughs> Get Mr. Griswold's car back here. Where's Mr. Griswold's car? And he just goes, I don't know, sir. <laughs> he has that look like like I give a shit. Yeah, the look of I have no idea what's going on. Kind of like the people that surrounded Mr. Dave Mustaine a couple oh, days dude. ago. I am so glad you saw that. That was I almost thought it was fake. I think it's a great video. And it reminds me of when Eddie took the picture of the dude at the tool concert. And the guy had no idea it was Eddie. Eddie Van Halen, you're referring to. Yes. That dude. I wonder when that dude found out about that. Yeah, I mean, when it went viral across Loudwire and and Metal Injection, it's probably moments after. But it's funny because Dave Mustaine's sitting there and he doesn't look very happy, but he's giving guitar picks to the kids that are sitting right in front of him. And they're all like, you know, they're grabbing him. And he just kind of has this like look on his face. Yeah. For those that are totally in the closet about what Jeff and I are talking about, Dave Mustaine is wearing a black hoodie. He walks down to like the third or second row of like an arena, mm-hmm. sits down in an empty row at obviously, obviously one of his own shows. And the kids turn around to look at him and he hands the kids guitar picks and kind of puts his finger up to his nose like, shh, don't tell your parents I'm behind them. And the parents <laughs> never actually turn around and the kids are like, oh my God, there's Dave Mustaine. And the parents are just like, oblivious they have no idea (laughs) i would imagine that celebrities famous people probably like when they get that sense of you know normal life sure once in a while sure not always getting recognized hey can we take a picture can we can we sign something or i just saw a video the other day of dave grohl getting mad at people saying once again i will tell you guys i do not sign anything anymore unless it's for charity and he's, getting all, and he's getting all upset, blah, blah, blah. And he goes, now watch this. And he goes, Foop, and he takes off and he runs to his vehicle and jumps in. And just leaves? And just dips, yeah. I didn't know he doesn't sign anymore. Apparently it's just for charity. 
Dave, we have this charity called in Podcast for All. You it know, includes many countries around the world and <laughs> Jeff's empty gas tank in a BMW. What do you think? My gas tank is full all the time. I'm good. So I do have a question. Yes, have you sir. checked out Kirk's new record? Portals. Because it came love... out on Lily's birthday. It did. The funny thing was, is I was seeing Jason Newstead play an entirely two sets full of new tunes, mm-hmm. you know, stuff he wanted to do 20 years ago and Metallica didn't dig it, on Record Store Day, on the same day that Kirk releases his Portals. I found that kind of ironic. Anyway, to answer your question, I do have the new record on vinyl sitting 14 feet away from me that I can't reach right now to show you. It would have been kind of funny if you would have said, hey, Jason, will you sign this Kirk Hammett solo <laughs> CD? Wait, did I emphasize Final. the solo part? Solo. And I, think I think it's amazing, personally. And Jason, if you didn't realize this, Kirk is still in Metallica. <laughs> so, Jason, you could you should have just waited another 20 years, and then you could have finally released that. Dude, you just got to wait till you're almost 60 years old, and then, then you can go down the solo record avenue. Yeah, Jason, don't you know how you know jobs work? Just because you're in Metallica... You know, you still retire at sixty-five like everybody else. So that's when you—that's <laughs> when your passion project begins. You just have so, a better four hundred one k than everyone else. Something tells me he's eligible for retirement right now. He spent his squillions on sandwiches, so I don't think he has much. Squillions of dollars and squillions of people. To answer your question, portals is interesting. Interesting. Oh man, that's not the adjective I would no, use. I'm, you know me when I describe things. I have to. I try to find big words, but my vocabulary is limited, so I have to get creative. And sometimes it just crashes and burns. I didn't. I wouldn't say that was a crash and burn. I. Okay, it's a good record. I, I just. It's not great. It's a good record. Mm, I, I really liked it. I was but hoping. But it's interesting because you and I knew it wasn't going to be Creeping Death Part Forty Seven, and I'm glad it's not. There's actually, to be honest, there was more quote-unquote metal guitar riffs in it than I thought there was going to be. I didn't think there'd be any distorted guitar whatsoever. Oh, no, he lets it rip. He, he There's some good stuff, and I, I'm i glad that he went to Bob Rock and worked with him on it. He had to go all the way across the island to Hawaii, or across the water, a little, a little island hopper. He said he wanted to work with Greg, but Bob's the next best guy. Kind of bothers you. Greg is probably working with new Metallica material that we don't know about. Well, we do now, and it just surprised me that he said that Bob was the next best guy. Are you sure those are the exact words? It was close. I could pull up the article. Bob was the next best guy to Fiddleman, or Fiddleman was too busy. Well, he was busy, but he said so. I thought, well, Bob's the next best guy, and he's. I, I I might have to pull this up just to make sure, but I, it was something along the lines of that. I'm not going to say a and I quote. And I burn. <laughs> right. Can you hear my cooling fan? No, I can't. Good. It's running at 101% again. You always think that you can hear it in the mix, but I don't can think anyone can. squeaking? It, it's not really squeaking that much, but... Okay. I can this hear you moving it. Edited. Un- uncircumcised. 
uncircumcised, by the way, season eight, episode five, the chop house that Jason built. Ah, Jeff is looking it up on his. I have the article. I have the article. Also known as a naked lady machine. Like I said, I would have loved to have Greg do it, but he was up to his neck in other Metallica commitments, so Bob was the next best guy. Okay. I don't read that as Bob was second place. It's just Greg was busy. Right, right. It just it struck me when I first saw that, like the first thing I'm thinking is, wow, Bob versus versus Greg. You know, that should be the voting for all for this week. I, I had something else, but I kind of like the idea. Bob's work versus Greg's work. You know, Bob's obviously, everybody knows what Bob's done. Greg's done Audio Slave. He's done, he's even done some pop artists and stuff. You know what I think about when I think of Fiddleman? Hmm. How amazing through the never sounded. It sounds. did. Yeah, yeah. Might be their best sounding, I want to say record, but best sounding recording. And it's live too. You can't do that. Those sounds and mix on through the never, I almost wish wish that's how hardwired was mixed. It's like, dude, bring that kick and snare sample back and you got some fucking money tunes going on. Well, and for the first time in a good long while, their their live, you know, Blu-rays, the Nemes, the Mexico City, like they sound great. Mm-hmm. But through the never, to me, really captured the sound that they have live. You know, there's, it's just that full sound. And I remember when I saw it, the through the never in the movie theater, I was, I was like, dude, this is, right. <laughs> this is what they sound like live, but just you know, a hundred times louder. The weird thing was, you talk about the the Nemes, Mexico City, all that stuff. Up until Through the Never, all we had was basically Mexico City 93 for good audio of a, of a live record. And when you compare Mexico City 93 to Through the Never, it's like two different <laughs> planets. You, you have the, the cassette tape yeah. where, you put, where you put the microphone, the Fisher-Price, up to the radio. Yeah. <laughs> but when, you, when you're so used to hearing 93 and... You know, the Seattle-San Diego stuff for so long, you thought that was tight and the mix was up front. Mm-hmm. And then through the never, Creeping Death kicks in. And it's like, I feel like I'm in the actual arena. Exactly. How and how clear and how up front that drum kit is. And the down picking sounds like you're sitting right next to one of the amps. Yeah, yeah, I like, agree. How did you get that sound? That that took a couple minutes. I, I will say, S&M 1, I mean, that's a live record. Mm-hmm. That to me could be up there for one of the best sounding records they have. And it's funny that they're two, two of their live records are arguably their two best sounding records. You're talking S and M one S and M one and through the never. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you. I think we talked about this months ago. S and M one, I'll take over S and M two still today. Yeah. For multiple reasons. Well, we already discussed that when I listened including to Outlaw. Including the Outlaw. album artwork. <laughs> yes, including the album artwork. And including that Outlaw Torn, to because, again, that's the only version that exists. S&M 1. So you're throwing in and voting for all out there. Bob Rock versus Greg Fiddleman. Yeah, but now I want to narrow it down again. It's still Bob versus Greg, but we're going to go live mix sound. S&M 1 versus Through the Never. Oh, dude. That's... Why do you have to make this so hard? Gosh. 
this is a good one. This is going to get people thinking. They're going to be writing in. We're going to get the hate train going. They're going to be like, fuck you. I can't believe that you'd actually make me choose. I'm going through the never, period. Then I'm going to go S&M. Just My so we... has been cast. I'm going to go S&M. S&M Uno. Uno. All about that minus human, Jeff. Well, I think about what Bob, you know, what he had to work with. As far as, you know, that stuff wasn't digital yet. And he had all those tracks for the orchestra, that all of true. that stuff. And think about how good it sounds. And, I mean, SNM 1 and Through the Never, they are up there. They are, like, neck and neck for even SNM being fucking <laughs> two decades old. Still sounds like it was made about five years ago, though. Yeah. It, it can compete with anything modern day for sure. And to think through the never's coming up on a decade, that's hard to grasp. That's scary. I don't even want to think about that. Well, your daughter's eight, so through the never's ten. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> Where does the time go? Yeah. Do you ever listen to your parents going, yeah, as you get older, the time flies by faster? Now I'm starting to believe it and age myself. I hate saying that shit out loud, but it's happening. It's not that time goes any faster or slower for anybody. We're just having more fun the older we get. That is true. The other thing I've noticed, a couple weeks ago, <laughs> we're talking about being uncircumcised. Right. This has nothing to do with circumcision, but it has to do with <laughs> bodily functions and fluids. I hope someone's listening to this at work and someone's like walking in at this moment going, what the fuck are you listening to? <laughs> yeah, turn the volume up, people. The people in the waiting room are going to love this at your clinic. Yeah, turn it up for the people in the back. I turned, I'm going to be 41 in June. I've seriously noticed, and I want people to write in if they agree. So I'm like, what? I'm 40.9, 40.8 years old. 40 and three quarters. Yeah. I have been pissing more and more and more. Like I'm an old man that has to always think about where the next bathroom's going to be. Well, better get that prostate checked out. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. It's just bizarre. It's, you're 40 and something's going on. It's... I think you're just thinking about it more now. No, I'm not. We drove yesterday from Fort Myers over to the east side of Florida. It's just under three hours. I had to fucking stop halfway because I had a 24-ounce Coke. Oh, wow. See? It, anybody who doesn't know Shane... Especially in the early days when we, you know, you know, I don't like stopping. Oh, dude. It was like, unless it's a fucking emergency, we were never allowed to stop on the road. And I remember there's times like, I didn't want to say like, dude, I got to piss again. Because it was like, (laughs) we got to fucking go. Because we'd we'd be on on the go. And it was just get there as quick as we can. And then, you know, I only stop for food or if the gas tank is literally on E. Yeah. Pretty much. Goose tank. Zero miles remaining. Goose Zero tank. Is a, is a goose egg. I kind of miss the goose tank. We had some fun with the goose tank. Yeah, if it says 20, 25 miles till empty, you know I'm just like, pussy, keep driving. Keep going. Unless yeah. that shit says fucking zero. Yeah, then I've always been into zero before we pull over. And then it's play the game of, all right, how many exits are we going to go past when it's, it's zero before you finally pull over? <laughs> anyway, I'm 40 and three quarters, and I find myself using the bathroom more and more every day. I got I to gotta lay off the Waterloo, the bubbly sparkling water, the sun-kissed. I don't know. Dude, you're just staying hydrated. It's all good. Well, the other thing is you're in Florida. You're constantly drinking 
you always have a beverage in your hand in Florida for obvious reasons. See, maybe your body's just acclimating to the to the southern living, the I conditions. I've been here two years, two uh, two and a quarter. Well, it takes time, dude. You spent how many years in Minnesota, sorta? How did I get on the subject talking about Bob and Greg? I I don't know. I'm going Bob. I'm going Greg. Yep. Cast your votes, people. Do the right thing. They're voting for all. Polls open early Thursday morning, closing late Thursday night with results on Friday. Uh, I like the avas, like that are just avas. off the top. Avas, they're just off the top of the head. That w- that was better because it made it more interesting. Because then I had to think about it a little bit. <laughs> I was surprised how much not ava but appfa alumni was at the Jason Newstead Chop Hall show. You know, I feel like we should jump into that because there are some things we got to discuss. I want to know what the set list was like. I want to know what the man himself was like, you know, and spending a Saturday night with Mr. New Kid, it doesn't get much better than that. Remember Ricardo from Costa Rica when he was high on the happy cookies? I do. Ricardo says hello. Hello, Uh, Ricardo. Wish I could have been there. Sam Gray and Mr. Jeff Little from To Live is to DFW. Join the us. brothers, yes. I absolutely. have to give a huge shout out to Jeff Little because a week ago I did not have tickets to this event because it's been delayed two years. And yeah, I heard. He let me knew he let me know at the last minute that two tickets went on sale that were premium tickets that involved a meet and greet on Wednesday. How's that for timing? <sighs> yeah. Big, big shout out to Mr. Little. Big shout out to Little. And the funny thing about Jeff Little, he's not little. He's like six 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 seven. <laughs> Remind me about Little later when he had a certain item signed by Jason. That's fucking hilarious. Dude, that's awesome. It sounds like it was a party. I seen pictures that you posted. I saw pictures that Sam and oh, dude. and Jeff posted. It looked like an absolute blast. Don Hammond from Boston was there. Uh I should probably add that my lady was with me. She's from Fort Myers as well. She had <laughs> You have to be uber jealous that Krista met Jason Newstead before you. Before I did. That's not even fair. Did she go up and say, hey, where's Devil's Dance or what? <laughs> Jason, yes. why didn't the Chop House band play Devils? <laughs> yeah, where's my friend of misery and where the wild things are? Come on, what's wrong with you? <laughs> Frank Tick from uh, the Miami area and a little no-name guy that we have on the show, Mr. Adam Dubin was in attendance. He might have been working. He might have not been. You can probably figure that out. I, you know, I have a good idea. Did you get a chance to chat with him, catch up? Chat with Adam before the show, at uh, intermission and after the show, so had a really good talk with him. Good, good. Is he ready to come back on for part two, or? <laughs> he is. We, we actually discussed that, dude, and I thought he was joking. He's like, dude, I had a blast with you guys. I got so much more to talk about. Oh, I'd love to have him back on. He's welcome anytime. By the way, year and a half in the Metallica uh, documentary, it only took 30 years, but now it is streaming on the Coda Collection now. I told him congratulations. He goes, yeah, it only took three decades. Yeah. 30, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, they got some kind of monster up on Netflix there for a while. So why not add right year and a half? Dude. Awesome night. Spent the majority with, uh, obviously my lady, Mr. Sam Gray, Jeff Little and dude, what, what do you want to know? The, the well, night, the night was all over the map. It's how long was the set? He played two, one hour set, so 
total and, running time I'd probably say was like two ten, two fifteen. Oh, that's okay. Yep. Yeah. And I, I think I heard you say uh, intermission. So what's his set consist of? Because I don't really know what he's doing. I know that okay. he doesn't play that many shows, and he's not oh. trying to go out and do this a lot. But no, you said you said that he was playing some new material, new music. Do you think he's recording and releasing? new music or is this just something that he's gonna keep kind of exclusive to the what eight or ten shows a year he does if that so two years ago right before COVID hit I saw him just up the street at this little art thing he only plays oh, yeah. shows where he lives he lives in uh Tequesta Florida which is like Jupiter it's kind of like the suburbs of West Palm Beach mm, yep gotcha so he literally plays in his hometown and him and his wife Nicole from what I understand, everything that's raised, all the merch, all the tickets, all the donations, it all goes back into the local like art schools, oh, that's theater cool. production schools, uh, music programs. I, from what I gathered last night, everything is given back to the community that they live in. Look at that. Jason, you know, still giving back after all these years. Well, I think when you're worth 60 or 70 million, you don't need to, you know, sell tickets for a profit. This is true, but let's look at Crew and Def Leppard and all them guys that are still charging how much money for... True, true. But when you just hold two or three shows a year in your community, I, that's that's why he's doing it. Oh, he's only doing two to three. From what I understand, this is his only show of the year, uh, just the other night. This was a show that was delayed for two years due to COVID. Interesting. So there yeah. goes my chances of trying to see... See Mr. New Kid this year? Maybe 2023, ne- Jeff. Yeah, better luck next year. Better luck next year, sir. We'll fly him up to Fridley, Minnesota to play at Pickle Park. <laughs> What's that called now? Route 65 or some shit? Yeah. Hey, LeJohn's been there. LeVon. That's true. Seven Dust has rocked your club right in your backyard. Dude, that was the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen. Way too big to play that be- or to play that venue. Well, yeah, let's pack... 1900 people into a space that's the size of my garage <laughs> it was not comfortable walking <laughs> through there at all little sweaty a lot of sap lots yeah a lot of sap a lot of bo so when i saw him two years ago he played an entire set of originals and then he played an entire set of like johnny cash bob seeger tom mm. uh tom waits but did he play Just whiplash little... <laughs> it's funny you brought that up the little outro doodle at the end of the first set yeah. was the ending of Whiplash. Was it? Yeah. <laughs> That's hilarious. So he still it's has like, a little bit of metal in him. Yeah, but last night was two full sets of all brand new original Chop House material, which no one's heard before. So a, an entire two-hour show of tunes nobody's heard. That's and then they, bold. In brief, and he thanked every, he thanked us every third song for sitting through it and putting up with it as he in his own words. Yeah, like anybody's gonna get up and be like, "Oh, fuck you, new set, I'm out." <laughs> right. Uh, they closed with "Rocking in the Free World." That's the only tune we all knew. Okay, so what's the material like? Is it have kind of a country vibe, a southern vibe, rock and roll, blues? It's hard to describe it because obviously his Newstead solo album. You know, where you had you know Mike Mushock from Stained, you know, it was pretty. With, it's not even close to that. Yeah, that was obviously some kind of just straightforward metal, I'm guessing. Straight metal, new state yeah. metal. Yep. You know, we got off the path a little bit about talking about Hammett's portals. Mm-hmm. It's 
it's just you just want to say it's interesting, it's fun, but it has such a mixture to it. He, it's everything from, you know, shit that sounds like Johnny Cash to shit that sounds like Pearl Jam to stuff that sounds like Tom Petty to stuff that sounds like Neil Young. Uh, I'm interested. It's in- all over the board, dude. It's hard. To, it's hard to describe, but it's it's obviously good, and he's had you know, years upon years to fine tune this stuff. Right. I'm really curious to know how he is as a singer playing that type of music. Cause not that he was bad fronting his, his metal band, but it wasn't, you know, he, he has great backup vocals, great harmonies, but as a full on front man, I wouldn't necessarily say he's a great singer, at least in, you know, what we heard in his previous work. This material is very good, and his frontman skills were very impressive. I'll tell you that. Cool, cool. Man. He also has two backup singers. Oh, nice. Who, they're they're considered backup singers, male and a female. Mm-hmm. But the one dude backup singer sang the majority of the show. Oh, really? Yeah, and was phenomenal so it kind of took that vocal pressure off jason so jason was more kind of roaming around and really throwing down and he's playing guitar now right yes all guitar did he all men- very nice guitars i might add they look like they look like tellies too he every time he, a new guitar came out i'm like yep that's nice Ooh, that's nice Ooh, that's really nice Ooh, that one's spendy Ooh, that's really nice even though you might not like the shape all that much you're appreciating the the craftsmanship that was on stage telly fan but you would have been drooling over the i counted them five different les paul customs oh man i saw some of the pictures of the guitars he was playing and i was like ooh, i wouldn't Mm -hmm. mind that and some 12 string stuff too uh hollow body 12 strings that's cool that's awesome cool. shit, dude. Did he happen to mention if it's going to be coming out as a record or if this is just, hey, I'm writing music as a passion project or? Not only do I have info, I have an exact date they're going into the studio May 8th. Ooh. So okay. a full Chop House Band record is coming sometime this summer or fall, I would, I would so, guesstimate. So now that opens up the door of, is Jason going to go out and tour it? I don't know. It's a good question. Maybe not tour as as we knew it, but hey, we'll do a weekend run here, a weekend run there, maybe a you know a couple couple week long ordeal. I know that he's not really necessarily interested, or at least it seems question. like he's not interested in in doing that full tour life anymore. I don't know, dude. But if he did it in this theater that probably held. Sam Gray actually asked the usher how much the place held, and I want to say it was six or seven hundred people. Mm-hmm. It was like kind of your high school theater auditorium kind of setup. Right, right. Decent production. Um, Decent amount of people. Average PA. Say again. Decent amount of people. It was sold out, but there was probably twenty diehard Metallica fans, and the That's rest it. of. Yes, and the rest of the people were, I'm just going to be honest here, very uh, yuppie, uppity, rich people that donate in that community. Oh, gotcha. One of those types of events. Mm Mm-hmm. Hey, that's cool, though. You could tell who the locals were versus the Metallica fans just based off our wardrobes. (laughs) 
So it was like you you showed up in your Arkansas rise and some shorts. Fucking right. And then you've got, you know, Mr. Monopoly. Yeah, you got Mr. Monopoly next to you in like a fucking full three-piece suit and a monocle, huh? Basically, you know those people that step off their yachts and you Mm -hmm. can tell the sandals they're wearing are about $1,600. Right. They got their, yeah, their boating shoes on. And the Tommy Bahama, uh, you know, $900 uh, fishing shirt on but it, it basically looks like they should yeah they should be in a tommy bahama ad probably or maybe a maui gym ad for sunglasses and us 20 uh diehard metallica fans were getting the look all night of you don't belong in our in our setting you should have just looked at him and said i have a tesla i care about the earth too yeah where's your p90d with ludicrous bro <laughs> i know your yacht's two million but you ain't doing ludicrous launches off the line yeah, you ain't going zero to 60 as fast as I am, cuz. <laughs> For the most part, nice people, but a few That's people good. had some stupid comments at things I overheard, and it was just one of those kind of evenings. Another one of those moments kind of, you know, that you just want to go, that's interesting. So two sets, all originals, rocking the free roll at the end. Uh, um, his band is amazing. His backup singers are amazing. It was very well rehearsed. You can tell... When Jason's playing this stuff, this is going to sound weird, but you can see the energy, the passion, and the love he has for these tunes mm-hmm. as a way of saying, I know I left Metallica for the right reason because now I'm doing what I 100% love to do. Yeah, he actually loves it. It's not, does that make hey, sense? yeah, I know it does 100%. Yeah. You know, Metallica, not that he didn't love that. It was more of the idea of like, dude, I'm in the biggest, baddest band in the world. Right. And now he's 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 put in his time. He's collected the 401k. And now he's really living life and enjoying himself. And that's good. That's that's how it should be. It was interesting to see his hair growing out a little yeah, he grew bit. it out again, yeah. It, it was just, it wasn't that, I mean, there was barking, there was headbanging, there was sweating going on, there was swearing going down, there was, you know, what we call Newstead throwing down, going right. down. But the passion, and you can tell the the emotion that he plays with, mm-hmm. if you thought he, you know, had emotion and energy during, you know, Harvester and Sad But True and, and King Nothing and stuff like that, bump it, up a, bump it up a little level higher than that. And that's where you can just see the passion and his love for these tunes. Just it just like oozes out of him. You can that's good. Tell. It you may not be, it may not be that he needs to do windmill fucking headbangs no, and all that shit, all. but just really putting in the heart and the soul and the like you said the passion into the music. It it becomes obvious when someone's either doing it for the money or just you know going along for the ride. And then when they're really digging in deep, you see it a lot of times when when artists leave a band, they go do their solo project or whatever. You know, right. It just, you can see that they care about it, maybe just a little bit more. They might not admit it, but. It's funny you said that because he had some banter. I don't have the exact words, but he says, these tunes I've been working on for a lifetime in the chop house is my true love and passion. He didn't say Metallica, but he said the other band I was in was more about an agenda and metrics makes sense. And when it you said defin- that, I'm like, that's he couldn't have said it any better. And that's where that passion really just starts to mm-hmm. overflow everywhere. That's cool. Mm-hmm. 
that's cool to see it come around full circle for the guy. I mean, he has more than put in his, you know, put in his dues in the music community, the music world, mm-hmm. and he should be able to cash in and fucking enjoy himself. His wife was there. His neighbors were there. His family was there. You can tell that's he spent cool. a lot of time at this chop house band. And there was probably two or three times on stage where I saw him pretty emotional. I mean, especially something that's been delayed two years and something that's, you know, just as much as it's a big deal for him, it's a big deal for where he, where he lives, for his community. So it's, it probably means even more to him because he knows it's not just benefiting him for his own personal reasons, but everyone else around him. He talked about his dad dying in the last year. Mm. That's obviously an emotional moment. I mean, that's not what I'm getting at here, but. No, I, there was no, a, there was a few moments where he's he he kind of had that look where he would look up or wipe his face and kind of like take it all in and look at the crowd like he kind of had that new step moment like wow man this is this is happening this is why I do what I do and this is just a good fucking night. Well, I hope he decides to take the Chop House band out on the road. I, I'm I'm hoping so. Everyone and, needs to see it. If not, fly to Florida once a year and please check it out. Spread the love across america across the the pond i mean anywhere he's willing to do it I people will. will people will go see newstead they still love him well when ricardo flies from costa rica to <laughs> yeah Florida, for real people want to see him and and meet him and meet him and more we sure got to do so you see the show obviously amazing set i gotta back up some things happened before the show oh oh Okay, let's let's rewind it a little bit. Before. So, when you buy a premiere ticket, there's a champagne toast before the show in the little atrium of the Maltz Jupiter Theater in Jupiter, Florida. And you were drinking champagne with with Jason. I have a picture of me actually sipping my glass as he's talking to about ten of us. That is so legit. That's cool. It was like a wedding reception. <laughs> In, in, in like the lobby <laughs> you know some people you know if it was a metal concert if it was at the metallica show you'd be standing backstage taking shots of whiskey but now you're at a right. nice you know you're at a a nice hey, establishment it's luxury some some high-end rich yuppie people so you had to have champagne champagne there you go and beers were only five bucks so it was a good deal better than the target center a little bit better so we walk in uh, no security. You could bring all your items in. You could bring whatever. There's, you know, very well dressed people from the area there that are giving me the stink eye for wearing a red Arkansas Rise shirt. Hey, it was the only wearing, clean shirt. It was the only one. So Arkansas Rise got a shout out and got a lot of pictures. <laughs> there's quite so a few. They're like, if you're here for the meet and greet, keep in mind they didn't even check tickets or confirmation numbers or anything. If you're here to meet Jason. Go stand over by the wet bar here. He'll be down here in 10 minutes. And all his diehards are like, oh, fuck yeah. And all the locals are like, ah, oh, whatever. We're just going to go take our seats in the theater. We don't need to meet him. We'll go, at, we'll go look at some art. That's what it was. And it's like, wow, this is low key. Everyone, he's not going to have time to take pictures or sign anything. It's just going to be a quick fist bump and hello. And you guys can have a, a toast of champagne. And we're like, well, we hope we can maybe meet him afterwards. But whatever, whatever the night Whatever happens, happens, and this is a cool setting. Right, and that's a hell of a way to start a show. I mean, when's the yeah. last time you got to 
take a shot of champagne or well, not a shot but a, a toast and yeah and start so, a great night me and my lady and ricardo and sam gray and jeff little and don hammond were all kind of just mingled around and before you know it here he is there's literally like two minutes after like all right everyone gather around mm-hmm. so jason comes down his band's with him and he kind of goes around and just fist bumps everyone and says welcome to florida thanks for coming to the show welcome 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 thank you for the support bam 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 and a couple people try to take pictures. And he's like, not tonight, bro. Because if I take a picture with you, I got to do it for everyone. Just, just respect that. And everyone's like, okay, cool. We get it. And then he, you could tell he just, he didn't want to say no to that many people. Right. So people start taking pictures and videos kind of like in a selfie mode, like with him. And then people start asking him questions. And all um, and all the rules went out the window, and I think he meant to be down there for five or ten minutes. He was down there for about twenty twenty five minutes. Oh man, is that when? Is that when you got to get like stuff signed, or was that after the show? Oh no, oh no, oh okay. <laughs> so this is like at six thirty, and he goes on stage at eight. Okay, okay. So they're fist bumping. The people are taking. He's not taking a picture with people, but people have their phones out and. Mm-hmm we're talking to him a little bit and I'm like right next to him with a glass of champagne and and people are kind of in a circle around us talking and I'm kind of like trying to stay out of the way, but I've got nowhere to go because people are talking and I'm like right next to him. I'm just like, Oh shit. Oh, Hey, what's up, Jason? You're my buddy, right? And Sam and Jeff from DFW start asking him about uh, Dallas shows from the past. Mm -hmm. This is, this is a funny tidbit. I, I didn't think I was going to share this, but, they brought up cunning stunts, and Jason said, "What city was that in?" <laughs> <laughs> Honest to God. Oh man, must Isn't be rough when you've played so many amazing shows that you forget just which one was that. filmed. To to you and I and the rest of us, that's just crazy to think about. But to him, that's just whatever. It was another gig. Yeah, like Sam and Jeff said, they're like just another day at work, whatever. Yeah, it literally. literally. It's like fuck. I don't know where that was filmed. Who cares? I asked him a question that we'll get to later, and he says, hey, man, after the show, absolutely, I can do that for you, referring to the radio ID. Oh, right, right. And then a couple other people are like, hey, afterwards, and and Jason's like, hey, man, I got to go. My time's already up. I got to go get ready. I got to warm up my voice. But afterwards, he was, he was literally like, pictures, questions, autographs, whatever you need, I'll see afterwards. And we're all like, fuck yeah, so cool. Damn, Jason yeah. always giving back to the fans, dude. Always, and then we we hear this just as the show started. We're like, the show is going to be awesome, but afterwards, here That's, we go. There's the bread and butter. Yeah, I was like, whatever happens after this is just going to be just going to make the night just perfect. Game on. <laughs> yep. So see the show, intermission, grab some drinks. That's when I talked to Adam Dubin about some pretty cool things going down, mm-hmm. and the show wraps up. And everyone empties out. Literally, ninety percent of the place just leaves and goes to their cars and like, thank you, good night. Well, they saw their art. They saw the music. They heard they it. Donated their thousands of dollars to the music and art community, and they were going to bed. Thank you, Jason, for bringing all these people together. See you later. Sam and Jeff just ended up sitting next to Jason's neighbor, hmm. and Sam goes, "Dude, I've been talking. I've been talking to Newstead's neighbor. He says afterwards he'll." He'll bring us around back where Jason's coming out, and that's where we'll meet. So the show gets a little clear out, and we're out front. Maybe 20 minutes goes by, and here's this guy going, hey, 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 guys, guys, 
there's maybe 10, 15 of us outside, like of the front doors and the place is closing down. Like they're turning the lights off and we're like, yeah. fuck, is it going to happen? Or isn't it? Here he comes. Hey, follow me, follow me. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Follow me, follow me. Go around the building. There's new stand up on a set of stairs, smoking a joint. Oh, dude. Yep. Hitting a one <laughs> Oh man. I did not know that Jason toked. Ah, he's token after, you know, you know, donating back to the community. It's time to relax a little bit. He gave to the community. Now he's going to give back to himself. <laughs> <laughs> so he's kind of up on these. It's kind of this back entrance. Or it's maybe like 10 steps up. And there's this kind of like back door, double door. Kind of look like the back of your high school. Mm-hmm. And he's like, just as chill as can be. And he's back there with his neighbor. And he's like, what's up, boys? What do you got? What do you got for me? Kind of like, what do you got for me to sign? What do you want to talk about? Mm-hmm. And I think there's there's maybe a dozen of us there. And what did you like the show? And we're all like, dude, that was awesome. It's good to hear material. And someone's like, are you going to tour it? We don't know, but we're going to the studio May 8th. And we're going to have definitely a Chop House record this year. And we're like, oh, awesome. That's cool. So first guy steps up and it's nothing organized. It's just like fist bump. And dude, some people were asking for two or three pictures. Most gracious. Some people wanted him to sign five, six, seven things. Anything he, unique that you saw? Mm, not to toot my own horn, but I probably had the, the cool shit. Yeah. I mean, people had phenomenal things. You know, vinyl and flags and, you know, the Costa Rica guys and, you know, all of us diehards back there. It was just a cool setting because it's nothing official. It's just hanging out with them on this, like, staircase and it's just... Just hanging. Yeah, just a bunch of dudes just hanging, or a yeah. bunch of people, I should say. A bunch of people yeah. just hanging out and having good conversation. And and it wasn't like, here's the rules. Take one picture. I can only sign one thing. And, you know, I got to go in five minutes. It was, That's it nice. was, it's always been him going, what do you guys need? I, you, you've got me. He could have stayed there for two, three hours, I guarantee it. And he probably would have. It was just, what do you, what do you need? And I'm here for you. But all of us in our in this small group were like almost too respectful. Like, we know you got to get going. We don't want to bug you. Well, if I ever go see him, I'm going to make sure I show up with a joint or something. Like <laughs> Jason trying to get faded, smoking a J with J. Can you imagine the clicks if we got a picture of us Jeff, sm- joints and Jason? I mean, you can be in the picture too. <laughs> don't worry. That'd be a hell of an episode. <laughs> Jeff, Jason, and joints. Triple J. That'd be cool. Back to my Jeff Little story about what he wanted signed. Oh, yes, that's right. You're familiar with the McFarlane Injustice for All stage set? Oh, yeah. Iconic. I keep wanting to call it the Spawn thing, but that's not the Spawn set. This is the McFarlane set. Yep, I know exactly which one. So he has Jason in a, he's still in the sealed, uh, you know, like toy package, like the action figure of Newstead's figure. Mm-hmm. And if you're familiar with that stage set, they had to get the drum kit somehow in all this packaging. Yeah, so part of it time. is through in the other people's right packaging. So Jeff has him sign his white four faces uh, black album shirt. I think he had signed, <clears throat> excuse me, some black album vinyl. I want to say, yeah. And then he presented him with the McFarland toy. And Jason turns around and he goes, 
fucking hate this thing, man. Really fucking snare drum in my packaging. <laughs> <laughs> and Jeff oh, laughs, no. and, and Jason turns around and kind of holds it up. And I was pretty close, and I go, yeah, man. <laughs> I shouldn't have said anything, but I said, I always wondered why the snare drum was in with you. And he goes, gee, I wonder who fucking made that decision. <laughs> <laughs> And he said it in a fun way, but I could tell he was pissed about it. Yeah, it's probably one of those things that it's it's, it's more of a pet peeve than anything else. Yeah, he literally folds up and goes, yep, fucking snare drum next to me. <laughs> oh, dude, that's epic. If only you would have had that, had the audio I recording. <laughs> I know, I, I was, just that alone, I'm like, something you would never think about him saying out loud about, bitching about the packaging that Lars's snare is next to him. How many years later? Yeah, that's been out, what, 20 years? 20 plus? Oh, fuck, it's been out. That came out. 98, 99? Yeah, I mean. That's a badass set, too. It's a great set. Yeah. That's when you push the button and it actually plays one and the lights turn on? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Did you have that? No, I I had the little mini Master of Puppets one. Those are badass too. Yeah, I had one of those when I was in middle school. I made, uh, we had to make music videos in art class, and mm-hmm. me and a couple buddies, we we did battery, and I had I had that set in the video. <laughs> You're using that for your production. Absolutely, yeah. It was like <laughs> That's a, awesome. a, a tank driving down a road, and it was killing everybody in sight. And at the very end of the road, <laughs> with all the the destruction was the stage of Metallica just fucking rocking out. That's and cool. We made this whole video, turned out fucking awesome. It was super cool. And with the crosses and shit. Yeah, yep. I had it and nice. I l- had it wrapped up in the package, left it on top of like a, a file cabinet. It was like oh. a Friday. Went back oh. the following Monday to get it to bring it home because I forgot it and it was gone. And I never got it back. Dude. Yeah, I was pissed. That's crushing. Yep. But on on the bright side, at least I got an A for that project. So that was like the only upside. And at that time, I didn't realize that it would be something that would be somewhat, I would say difficult to find, but it's not like they make them anymore. Yeah, it's tough to find. And if you do, they're spendy. That McFarlane's, that's not cheap anymore on eBay. No, no, that one is spendy. That one's really spendy. But yeah, hearing him bitch about the packaging in the snare, we were all laughing. Like that's a cool, that's a cool moment. It doesn't get much better than that. Oh, it's just laid back, and it's like something you'd never expect him to say. It sounds like you know he just he wants to be one of the guys. He wants to he wants to give back to his fans. But at the end of the day, after he's done playing the show, after he's done doing this, it's hey, I'm just Jason Newsted, the guy, not the guy that was in Metallica or the the rock star. I'm just. Just a normal person like the rest of you guys. Very normal. And that's what's cool but, about him. But at that level, until the day you die, you're still the guy from Metallica. Oh, 100%. He's that's still, he's still, he's, you know, pr- pr- promoting this Chop House thing. He's still the guy that said a big old fat motherfucker called. Exactly. That icon. It's like, yeah, Kirk releases portals, but you're still Kirk Hammett from Metallica. You're not going to be remembered for portals. You're not going to be remembered, but I do wish so badly that Kirk and his hearing this makes me wish that he had more input on Metallica's writing. Cause goddamn, dude. <laughs> true, true. No, I, I'm pretty happy with the record. It, I, I didn't want to say it's interesting, but when I think 
of how it, it, is, it is interesting. It's interesting. It is interesting because it's pretty in depth with with what he wrote and composed, and it's pretty cool that Edwin Outwater's on two of the tracks too. I agree. I would love to hear not like the necessarily. You know, I don't want to hear spaghetti western. I guess in Metallica music is I'm not saying that, <laughs> but I like the fact that he did it. I you know it has that kind of just gives me this like Quentin Tarantino vibe, <laughs> and yeah, exactly the the musical the composition. You know, I want to hear some more of that in Metallica to a certain extent. I like the music video because it it involves your day job. Kirk in traffic driving school, and then here we go in the music video, Kirk. Here we go. I can't drive 35. Yeah, you're going five over the speed limit, Kirk. Get it right. That video starts off with like driver's ed, you know, in a cartoon style. It's kind of a cool video. It's creative. I know I've said creative and interesting a lot, but I think creative and interesting describes portals. Maybe one of these weeks we should just sit down and listen to it. Uh, yeah, do a little walkthrough or a commentary Maybe. episode of it. I think we should. No, you're right because again, it's 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 not heavy, it's not it's not rocking, but it's also not I wouldn't say it's boring by any means. It's it's not laid no. back. It's just it's very in-depth. There's layers. It's it's like what fucking Shrek said about himself. It's it's onion. There's layers. <laughs> you can't fuck with Shrek. That's legit. You can't fuck with Shrek. How many times have you listened to portals? Start to finish like in order only probably two or three times, but I've listened to the single. What, what I've listened to that one quite a few, but what's, what's the first song again? Uh, maiden maiden in the monster. I listened to that one a few times. No, the whole thing is good. I, I, I feel like I need to still kind of peel back the layers a little bit more, but definitely on the few times that I've listened to it, I've been very, very happy with it much more than I thought I would be. Honestly. I've listened to the whole thing twice. I've heard the single probably five, six times. It's good. Maybe we should we should do that next week. Yeah, we need to. We need to. If Jason Newstead no shows us next week, we'll listen to Portals and do commentary. Makes me wonder: Will we hear Kirk throw a Portals doodle in the upcoming tour? That'd be kind of cool. Maybe do like a little medley well, of a couple different parts. I'm going to go out on a limb here and say yes, because during Maiden and the Monster, you hear the Creeping Death riff. <laughs> <laughs> so Touché. next time play Creep, be like, dude, that... Maiden the Monster. A, that's a that's a royalty from <laughs> Royalty. Dude, I know. It's sad. It's been out for a day, and I know Portals better than I know Lulu. <laughs> you do. <laughs> I do, too. <laughs> it's better. <laughs> That should be annoying for all. Portals versus Lulu. Probably uh, 90 to 10, I'd say. 90 to 10? No, that would be a 99 to 1, guaranteed. Okay, we'll put, a, we'll put out two in voting for alls this week. Bob versus Greg, Portals versus Lulu. <laughs> yes, we're double, double down, bitches. Here we go. Yep. It's a double ava kind of week on a podcast for all. Giving people stuff to think about, you know? That's 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 a tough decision. Portals and Lulu. Hmm. Back to Newstead and the items I had signed because I know everyone's dying for what I brought. You know, I saw some pictures, but I'd like to hear a little bit more in depth of what was brought and what was signed. 
being the freak that I am, and this was excellent timing, I bought a piece of wood that used to be the floor in the one-on-one studios in LA. So I figured that's what it was. I saw that and I was like, <laughs> I haven't even talked to you about this. No, but I saw that. And the first thing I thought of, I was like, he had to have, he had to have gotten in touch with someone to get that. Cause I recognized it right away. I'm like, I know that fucking floor. Right. I have a two foot by two foot piece of the wood floor from the live room where all of justice in the black home was recorded. And when you and showed it to him, literally bought it three weeks ago. When you showed it to him, did he, did you say, Hey, this is from one-on-one or did he automatically go, Oh, I remember that. Not at all. And <laughs> just like cunning. I held it up. Picture me holding a piece of square wood, kind of like I'm holding a pizza delivery box with my hand underneath it. Hey, I heard lumber was expensive. Jason. <laughs> <laughs> Jason, Brought you I a gift. Jason, I know your 401k is up there and sitting pretty healthy, <laughs> but uh, lumber has been inflated by good old Uncle Joe lately. I don't know if you've heard this. <laughs> so I hold it up and he kind of, he kind of, his head kind of goes back. Probably had the look of, what the fuck is this dude? Yeah, like what? Got wood? I said, Jace, uh, piece of the floor from one-on-one studios. And he goes, wow. He goes, Really? <laughs> really as in that's cool or holy fuck are you a freak? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You should have asked him like really as in Yeah. I can't believe you actually bought that. I said, Yep, a piece from the old uh one on one floor and he just goes, Man, get out. Far out, man. That's fucking cool. And he signs it, uh Jason twenty twenty two and then he wrote on it one on one and then T C B the the chop house band. He puts T C B on all his autographs now. Okay. Okay. And after he signed it, he kind of holds and looks at it again and he goes, Wow, that's that's interesting, man. Hands it back to me. You know the memories were just flying through his head when he looked at that. It had to be. Oh, easily. Well, let's be honest. When when you hold that piece of wood up to your ear, you can just barely make out the bass line. And then Justice for All, like, oh, I think I still (laughs) hear it hidden somewhere in there. Well, I wasn't going to say a justice to him because you wouldn't be able to hear it. But if, yeah, you, if you hold your ear really close, you can hear the struggle within the wood. <laughs> <laughs> the frequency is bouncing off the glue on the bottom of that flooring. It would have been kind of funny if you would have brought the the faceplate of your pinball machine and said, hey, the rest of the guys signed it. Sign up, buddy boy. That's hey, a damn you, good idea. I've never thought about that. Can you sign right next to the one where that big R is? Can you sign right next to it? RT. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And then the latest uh, merch adventure from the Lords of Merchandise, Mr. Larry Levine, Brian Silver, and Shane Obershaw's side project. I recognize what was going on there with those. If you know the history of Jason getting offered the job at the famous Tommy's Joint restaurant, we made Tommy's Joint urinal mats. It's amazing. They're fucking cool as hell. What did he say when he saw that? Like, what the And if you buy a Tommy's Joint urinal mat, please know they are brand new and they have never been used. Well, <laughs> not that you guys know of. Shane's like, and they're new. Well, new for you guys. Oh, they're going to be available uh, a couple days after you hear this. Tommy's Joint, Jason Newstead. Jason was here, base roadie, hashtag want a job urinal mat. You're going you're gonna to dig these. 
So you you pull out the urinal, Matt, and I got to know what he says. I got to know. <laughs> so you know me being me wanting to be unique and not, you know, have something that he signed before. Right. I'm pretty sure he's never signed a piece of wood from a fucking recording studio. Or some piss rubber. And then I pull out the piss rubber. I had a few there because I wanted to get one signed for Brian, one signed for Larry, yep. one for myself. And then I think we're going to have a giveaway down the road. Yeah. Or some contest that we run on podcast for all. I pull it out and I'm holding it again, kind of like my palm underneath it. Mm. And I said, now I know you haven't seen one of these. <laughs> <laughs> and he kind of smiles and he's squinting as he looks closer at it. And he goes, is that from the pisser? <laughs> is that from the pisser? I said, Jason, uh, me and a few buddies came up with this. We thought you'd like it. An unofficial urinal mat from Tommy's joint. And he goes, dude. Dude. In 30 plus years, I have never seen anything like this. This is amazing. (laughs) Did you give him one? I did. Yes. Once he said this is amazing, all my stress and anxiety went, just floated away. You're like, oh, sweet. (laughs) Because he's probably like, this dude has a piece of one-on-one's floor, and now he has a Tommy's Joint urinal mat. Holy freak show. How far down the rabbit hole have you gone? Yes, and he's got this look like this. He goes, this is amazing. And his neighbor, who told Sam Gray and Jeff Little about this meet and greets behind us. Yeah. Jason turns around with the Tommy's Joint urinal mat. He goes, dude, dude, check this out. A, a urinal mat. This is, this is a first for me. I've never seen this. How cool is this? Dude, so that was cool. Iconic. That was, yeah. And I said, is there any chance you can sign a couple of these for a buddy? He goes, yeah, what's their names? I said, Larry, Brian. And then, and then I said, would you like one? He goes, oh, absolutely. You have more. And I said, here you go. Enjoy. Here you go, dude. Without a so doubt. So wherever that is in his home, I'm honored that he took one and wanted one. And the cool part was, as he says, dude, in 30 plus years, I've never seen anything like this. And that's that, what that was special. Exactly. That's what you're always looking for. Mm-hmm. As a, a fan of anybody, you get the chance to meet them. And of course, the first thing that goes through your mind when, whenever any of us think about that is, all right, I want to say something or do something that not anyone else has done before. That's kind of the avenue I went down. Yep. And obviously you accomplished that and that's cool, man. That's super cool. A piss mat and a piece of wood. Who would have thought? Dude, piss rubber. <laughs> Love it. And Fucking cool. everyone else... I can't tell you, Jeff, how genuine and gracious he is with his time at midnight after a show. Yeah, a lot more generous than I am, that's for sure. Autographs are autographs. Merch is merch. I would throw all that away just to have another moment of the 10 or 12 of us that were back on those steps just chatting with him. Yeah. I I, I almost wish I I had that recorded because the conversation was so genuine and so laid back. That's that's exactly what it is. Mm Mm-hmm. He's, you know, he's obviously in my top four, top five musician, if you call them heroes in my world of all time. Right. But just to see how down to earth that dude is, and I know I've said this eight times in the last hour and 12 minutes, it's hard to describe how cool it was. And I seriously think he's the most genuine down to earth superstar I've ever met. It makes it makes sense. I know it does. It makes sense because we think about our, our heroes. We think about famous people yeah. and obviously we know the persona, 
usually famous people are fake as far as what we see. And you got a chance to see someone who's not only been incredibly famous, incredibly successful, incredibly wealthy. You got to see a, a real side, almost a moment of vulnerability. You know, he laid down his guard and he's again, he's not Jason Newsted, the famous guy. He's like, I'm Jason Newsted, the person I'm going to show you the real me. Mm-hmm. I'll sign what you want. I'll talk about whatever, but mm-hmm. I'm just here to, to, to just have a real conversation, have real connections with real people. And I know the moment, the times that I've met Metallica, they're genuine and real. Oh yeah, you know I'm not saying and, that their meet and greets aren't genuine, but nonetheless, it's it's a di- like you, like you were saying earlier, you know, no rules, no no nothing. It wasn't you know take one picture and move along. Obviously, they're going to be as genuine as they can, but there still has to be some kind of rules and regulations right. in place for <laughs> law and order in the Metallica yeah. camp. And I get it. And, and you know, James is, is shy about his thing. You know, Lars is Lars. He's he's nice as can be. Kirk's mm-hmm. shy. Rob's quiet and has a good chat with you. But Jason is... He connects with you. He doesn't just talk to you. He connects with everybody. And um, Frank from Miami was there. Frank's met him eight or nine times. Yeah. Jason remembered Frank's fucking name. Damn. Yeah, I was like, I'm like, did I just hear that? That's That's impressive. That's, That's cool. impressive. Hey, That's Frank, cool. what's going on, man? What do you got for me this time? And I'm like, did you <laughs> fucking hear that? Like, wait a minute. <laughs> yeah. What? Clearing out your ears real quick. Like, hey, I, my name is. Yeah, Slim Shady. <laughs> that was perfect because that was the first thing I thought of after I said that. <laughs> my name is. Yep. My, my name, name is. I remember when that came out in high school. That's like 99. <laughs> Eminem show. The... I have a story for you. Do you remember the KDWB nightclub called Waterworks? Yeah, I think I do. Okay, so me being a metalhead in high school, let's just be honest, I didn't go downtown or go to many of these hip-hop, high school, uh, 17 and over kind of dance clubs. Yeah, you can go down to the 90s, bro. (laughs) (laughs) The day that Slim Shady song came out, me and four or five high school buddies got all preppy and got all fucking pretty boy and went to Waterworks. To go, you know, get our groove on with some high school girls from around the Twin Cities. Just so you could rock out to some Slim. And that song came out that day. And they play, I swear they played that song 10 times that night. As we're, you know, thinking we're pretty smooth in the in the dance pit. Getting our groove and dry hump on. <laughs> to Slim! <laughs> oh, dude, my name great. is, my name is, my name is the, the Slim Shady. And when you're 17 and you're making out with some chick from Maplewood in the parking lot as the club closes, you think you are king shit. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Those moments. Yeah. Definitely. That's a good story. As we're all sitting there talking with Jason, it's as laid back and as cool. It was almost like you were going to go to Denny's with them for like a midnight like dinner. That's how laid back and chill this meeting was. Going on to Lenny's for some moons over Miami. That's what it was. I was almost waiting for him to be like, hey. Got this restaurant down the street open till 2 a.m. Let's go grab a bite. Yeah, you guys want to go eat? Want a coffee? <laughs> that <laughs> Want a joint? <laughs> yeah, that was the vibe, though. Like, let's go grab some grub, man. Uh, I'm so jealous. So it was awesome. I got some Jason Newstead picks for you, too. Dude. He plays guitar with that triangle bass. Does he really? I was just, yes. when you said picks, I was just about to ask you. You know how thick those fuckers are? Oh, yeah. yeah it's a bass pick, and he's playing a telly with it. 
hey, man, some people play triangle picks. Some people use jazz picks. They don't want any pick. I was surprised. That's a heavy pick for playing a, some some twang, some Johnny Cash twang. Hey, if he can twang and bang, he's good to go. Next year you're going. No, for sure. If he's only, especially if he's only doing like one show a year, without a doubt, I gotta get out there. I gotta. It's gonna be interesting because they're recording in May. What he does with this for the next year should be pretty cool to see. Hey, Jason, I know you don't want to play Metallica music, but how about a band that plays Metallica music opening? I'm all for that. Pizzle, you have been relieved of your bass duties tonight. Yeah, Jason, you want to come up and do Dick Rash? <laughs> And sing it like you used to. Oh, dude. And I want you to sing the third verse in Seek as well. That shit would go viral. Oh, it'd be amazing. It'd be so much fun. And then we'll talk about it afterwards on the podcast for all. Hey, I like this episode. I think this whole kind of, you know, summary or synopsis of the show, it's it's done nothing but just make me want to fly out there next time he's playing. I feel incredibly jealous. And... I'm really happy that you were able to get that, you know, that unique moment. That again, it's something that I think anybody, no matter who you are, is searching for whenever you get to meet either one of your idols, someone famous, you know, it's just to, to have that, that unique moment. Oh, is this that tribute band where that guy brought me that piece of wood that urinal mat and made me do a radio ID? <laughs> oh, you're the dude with the piss rugs. The piss mats. The piss mats. Not to be confused with the urinal mints. You know what the mints look like. Yeah, the, the those the, pink little sliders. Yeah, yeah the fucking <laughs> the urinal cakes. They're cakes. The cakes. Are, you're right. You're right. The cakes. <laughs> this is not a cake. This is a mat. Yeah. In yeah. case you drop your phone in the pisser, you can recover it. <laughs> oh, dude. Maybe he put it in his toilet. What if you go to his house someday and it's like, dude, the mat is in there, functional. Maybe he has like a urinal, like in his shop or his studio or his garage. That'd be kind of cool. If I ever get a big shop to work on my cars, I'm going to put a fucking urinal in there. Or the Tommy's joint. Jason was here. I want a job. Base roadie. Do I want to piss on it, though? Do I mean, would you want to piss on that? I mean. Larry designed it. Brian and I said, let's get 100 of them. I, I'm sure I can donate one to your paws. Uh, one for the shelf and one for the pisser. You gotta Everyone, if you're ordering, you got to order two now. Yeah, Larry, since you designed it, please write in and let us know. Was this meant to be hung on the wall, or do you want people to actually use them? But don't send pictures. Yeah, don't <laughs> don't, don't send pictures if you are using it, but send feedback. I want to know, are people going to piss on them, or are they going to hang them up? If Jason signs your urinal mat, post pics. If you're physically using them, please do not post pics. If Jason signed it, don't piss on it, but if he didn't sign it, maybe. Can just maybe. Just maybe. Just a maybe, though. I'm just wondering what he did with that as he left last night. You think he brought that home and his wife said, what the fuck is this? <laughs> oh, no, Jason. You're not bringing home no piss rubber tonight. <laughs> piss rubber. That's the official title we're using now. <laughs> Your Tommy's joint piss rubber coming to the Lords of Merch <laughs> availability website. Hey, he got very fucking soon. Very fucking soon. Hashtag <laughs> piss rubber. That better be a hash. That better be a hashtag in in next week's post for this episode. Hashtag piss, piss rubber. rubber. We've thought about calling Tommy's joint and saying, "Do you want to sell these as merch in the restaurant?" Let's be honest. If you're a Metallica fan, you go to Tommy's joint. You have to go look in that bathroom because that's where the decision got made. You're not wrong. 
Not wrong. Grab something. You handle the fill total post-it notes. I'll handle the piss rubbers. Right. Fill post-it notes and sweaters. Phil, can you go to Tommy's joint since it's down the street from you and ask him if they're ready? Yeah, we'll get two birds stoned at once. <laughs> and Jason stoned too. Don't remember. Don't forget that. I'm gonna get Jason stoned in my life. Well, you've already got a radio ID from him, and now you have a chance to smoke weed with him on the back steps. So what, what else would you want to do with Newstead if you met him? Uh, you know, smoke a joint, Jason. You still got that '68 Mustang? Let's go do some donuts, bud. Is that a fastback? Yeah, the red one that he's driving. Yeah, yeah. Check this out, man. We mobile. We mobile. But just remember, he doesn't know where Cunning Stunts was filmed. Yeah, we won't talk. I won't, I won't even bring up Metallica. I'll just talk about Megadeth. <laughs> but like, J- so, Jason, did you see that video of Dave handing out pics to children? Why don't you give pics to children? <laughs> what are we talking about next week? Portals. You know, I think we might have to talk about portals unless we get a special guest that wants to come on and air their grievances with us or maybe share an extra fucking special story. I'm ready for that. But keep in mind, for the next three months, I'm going to be in a different city in a different location working for a top secret company. Top secret organization. Maybe we should cut these 90 minutes down to like, tw- we're going to just do like 20 minute updates. That's all you guys are going to get for the next <laughs> few months. You're going to get like 20, 25 minutes. So but you can hear about piss rubbers. You can't fit that into 20 or 30 minutes. Bro. I could talk piss rubber for 20 minutes and people can just deal with it. That's, that's, that's what you're, that's what you're getting. Take it you or and leave it. This on a Sunday night, this episode's live literally in three days from now, no time to edit. We said it's going to be short and here we are at the buck 23. I have, extreme i have extreme faith in our listeners in the apfa community that they're not fair weather fans that are going to abandon us during our time of need when you're away taking care of business you know they'll be there they'll be there they ain't gonna leave us but this training is so long and drawn out and exhausting that i i need apfa in my life a couple hours a day of talking editing posting promoting so i think apfa is going to be my sanity yeah i was going to say that's what's going to keep you level studying for this new bird i got to learn every square inch on well i mean you're the one that made the choice brother you gotta yeah we'll be good no i'm just kidding i'm just messing with you do you know what an eskimo brother is i do yeah i did not know this it's a podcast (laughs) sam gray's podcast eskimo brothers yeah I'm just, subscribed to them on just celebrated their 1000th download. I up until the other night my lady and him were talking. I didn't I seriously didn't know what an Eskimo brother was and I was shocked. Oh yeah, I it, when he started it I I went on to the podcast, subscribed to it, I've listened to a couple episodes. Man, they're killing it. They're it's fun to listen to. They definitely they have they a get good, drunk before they hit record. Uh, that's what I was going to say. They like to have a good time and and they don't censor what they're saying. You know, I think maybe we need to see if we can do a little merge. Maybe we go join them for an episode one night. What did J-Rock call that? Cross-promotion? Cross-promotion. There we go. <laughs> Atfa meets Eskimo Brothers. But tell me, what what is an Eskimo Brother? I want you to tell the people what that is. Oh, no, I don't actually know what an Eskimo Brother is. I just know it's a podcast. Oh, it means two dudes have slept with the same chick. Oh, right, right, <laughs> right. Yep. 
Actually, I think I did know that. <laughs> I didn't know that. I mean, I know a lot of stupid shit, but I did not know that fact. So we that usually just means... we usually just called each other tunnel buddies, but say that again. I said like me and my friends back in the day, we'd just call each other tunnel buddies. <laughs> 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 oh my god seriously i haven't heard that either swear to god tunnel buddies with a few of my friends unfortunately <laughs> <laughs> friends that i don't really hang out with anymore but hey <laughs> this sounds like an eskimo brothers episode see we're preparing for them dude we've talked about everything from a mcfarland toy to a piece of wood to a piss rubber to tunnel buddies on the episode that Jason built. <laughs> the chop house piss rubber that Mr. Newstead built. Just so you guys know, I, wow, I voted to name this episode Who the Fuck is Jason Newkid, but... I like that too. That was more of a joke. I, I, I like it though. It fits. I don't think that we should have swear words in our titles. You know, what if kids <sighs> want to listen? You know, we've got the little E next to our podcast that says it's explicit but explicit that's the d snyder 1986 parental parental yeah against tipper gore you are correct yeah that's right tipper horror gore al's all about global warming wonder what he's getting paid under the table all i think about is al gore and his how they depict him in fucking south park just to be a complete fucking idiot and he's all Mm -hmm. about he's all about looking for man bear pig I flew Al one day. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. It wasn't it was a private charter for a an election year, and it was interesting. He, Don't lie. Did you want to care about us? Did you want to say, "Hey, buddy, on your private jet, how good is that for the environment and your global warming cause?" You fucking hypocrite. <laughs> it wasn't a private jet. It was a 737 burning a lot more than a private jet burns. Even worse. <laughs> Even worse. <laughs> All about that footprint, like that BMW. Yeah, that carbon footprint. <clears throat> carbon footprint at 490 gallons an hour. <laughs> <laughs> no emissions whatsoever. A lot of sap. It's all clean burning. <laughs> oh, dude, we've talked about a lot tonight. The chop house that Jason built. What else you got? Don't forget to vote, by the way. Two and voting for alls. Two and voting for alls. Leave the seven-star review. None of that five-star bullshit. Uh, right. Write in and to in podcast for all at gmail.com if you want to be on the show. If you have anything good, anything bad, we like it all. And now that this episode has ended, I'm going to go back and play it again just so I can hear Jason Newstead's radio ID because I'm still in disbelief that happened. And all of you guys, if you want to just keep replaying this episode so you can hear I that would. radio ID. I will. I will. I will see you next week from an undisclosed city in an undisclosed hotel room for an undisclosed Fortune 500 company. There we go. Happy birthday to your eight-year-old. 2,922 days that Jeff has said no. Whew. I said yes a lot this weekend, but that's now that the birthday weekend's over, now I can go back to being the no guy. You got to be nice for a couple hours on the birthday, then you go back to being a hard ass. You know, here and there, I can be cool. Speaking of yes, click yes when you order your Tommy's Joint Piss Rubber. Piss Rubber. And with that, I say goodnight. See you next week, man. All right, man. See ya. Later. Do you see what I see? Truth is an offense. New silence for your confidence.
Bitches. <laughs>